This is Sarah, the DCE intern at Trinity Lutheran Church in Waconia, Minnesota. We invite you to listen as members of Trinity join together to share their stories. Remember the Wonders was made to create a sense of community and connection in a time where we can often feel disconnected and alone in the church. It works to connect new and lifelong members to each other through the sharing of their unique and relatable life stories. We encourage our members to see God and value in their stories, no matter how big or how small. Referencing 1 Chronicles 16.12. We hope that you join us and remember the Wonders. Joining us today, we have Grace Steffen. Grace, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, hi, I'm Grace. I'm 16 years old. I go to the public high school in Waconia. Big into running, and I'm involved in youth ministry at Trinity. Sweet. How long have you been a member at Trinity? I've been a member since I was like four, but basically since I can remember. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> On the podcast, we encourage our members to share an impactful story in their life using the question, how do you know that God is real in your life? So Grace, how do you know that God is real in your life? Um, I feel like there's not one big event that happened in my life where I was like, wow, that's really God. But um, I think I find God the most real in like little moments of my life. So like mm-hmm. when I was having friend troubles in middle school and I'd talk to my mom and then I'd pray and then I felt God. And then I felt God leading me to new friends and more happiness, which Sweet. he did do. But I think the most recent event that I can think of, little small thing, mm-hmm. was I recently took my nursing assistant exam. Okay. And that was probably the most anxious I've been in a really long time because mm-hmm. I will convince myself that I'm going to fail even though I know I'm beyond prepared. Um, but I passed my exam. Nice. And this is something that I've been working towards for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited but also kind of scared because I didn't know, like I'd never worked in the nursing assistant field before. So I didn't know if I was going to hate it or if I was going to like it. Right. Um, but I was talking to my grandma after I passed the test. I called her And she had worked as like a nursing assistant, medication aide in nursing homes for 35 plus years. And um, I was just talking to her and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't know what I'm going to like, what's going to happen. And she was like, you definitely are made to do that. She's like, you've got a heart for it. Yeah. And then she said um, something that really just felt very real to me. But she said that the people that she noticed when she was working, the people that were most um, prepared to die were the people that like were not living for the world. Wow. And I think that that was just something that really hit home for me because, I mean, for the last however many years, I've wanted to be a hospice nurse mm-hmm. after I graduate. And so I was kind of putting a lot of pressure on really liking this or really making an impact. But really, God is working in those people. So right. it's like their own experiences and what they're living for. And I think that that just felt very real. And in that moment, I felt God just like helping me keep my own life in check, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to die. I yeah. <laughs> not anytime soon, I don't think, but I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but I just felt like it put into perspective the way I was living. Like, am mm-hmm. I living for this world, for my next test to be anxious about, for the next job that I want to put pressure on? Or am I living to like be real with people and show God show them who God is and to just be in relationship with God because like 
if I live that way, more towards furthering God's kingdom and focused on like what he wants for me, mm-hmm. then I'm, then when he calls me home to him, then I'll be ready to just go, which is like, I think that's what a lot of people want in life is they yeah. just want to be at peace. And um, I think a lot of people that aren't at peace are harboring a lot of like, I still wanted to do the X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I definitely put into perspective of like, if I could live for a million years, yes, I would want to do X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. realistically speaking, what am I going to do today that's going to further God's kingdom? Yeah. And like just living each day like that versus like, I want to graduate and then I want to go to this college and do this. It took away a lot of anxiety for me too mm-hmm. of, and like pressure that I was putting on myself to like get this certain grade. Because like, does my A in chemistry really matter? No. The way I made this person feel today at work is what matters. Right. So, so good. It was, yeah. <laughs> so definitely the most recent event in my life where I felt God being very real and speaking to me. Mm-hmm. But I definitely just have a lot of those feelings and they're kind of random. Like they'll show up while I'm driving and I see a cool sunset and I'm like, wow, God really made the whole world to be super, super, super useful mm-hmm. and for like plants to be vegetables and food and stuff but he also made it really pretty and yeah. like that's so cool <laughs> the but, simple things the yeah. joy and the simple things for sure could you tell me a few more specific instances that um you felt god was real i know that you said that there's a bunch of teeny tiny little things here and there yeah. but could you hone in on some like more specific ones i struggled a lot in middle school with like friends and being who I am, but also like really wanting to be accepted by certain people. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily like I cared what everyone thought of me, but in some sense it was like that where I just like, I wanted friends and I wanted people that cared about me. And I had a lot of friends that I really thought were there for me that definitely were not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that that was, it just brought a lot of brokenness feeling to me where I was like, I really thought these people supported me and they don't. So like, what am I doing? Why does no one like me? Which was not true. I was just going after the wrong people and not pursuing God. But I remember I'd cry to my mom a lot in (laughs) middle school and like she'd be super comforting and she'd say like, pray about it. But I also know that my mom cried a lot for me, which like being a mom, is something I don't I don't even know what it's like but Mm -hmm. she definitely felt that same pain I felt yeah and she'd be like lord please help someone to sit by her at lunch and (laughs) like she and I didn't even realize that she was feeling the pain as much as I was Mm -hmm. but to know like God eventually like through all of those things was teaching me to be content in who I am and to be content in who he is and what Mm -hmm. he's doing. Mm -hmm. And eventually through all my prayers for good Christian friends, he led me to people that like went to my church and went to my youth group. And I have some of the best friends now. Like I love that. And like they're friends where we, I mean, we still get mad at each other, but Mm -hmm. we like when we're mad at each other, we don't like harbor feelings. Mm -hmm. We like express it and then we get over it. Like, right. And it's just a lot healthier than I think it was in middle school when it was like, I'm mad at you, but I'm not going to say anything. Right. Which was like, I don't even know why we would do that. But I mean, we're middle all just school. figuring it out, right? <laughs> right. But um, definitely 
that was one really big area because that was while I was going through my confirmation. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know Jesus. I know that he is real and that he has a plan. But goodness gracious, I have no idea what that is because I don't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. That place is the worst. Like those people are so mean. And like, so it's like I would want to come to confirmation and then I'd see people in my youth group and I wouldn't like put myself out there because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I already have like friends at school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then those friends from youth group ended up being my friends from school. And it was just like this perfect, like all of it came together, Mm -hmm. which was a very big moment of like, I see what you're doing now. Like I didn't see it then at all. But now that it's like, now that I've come out of it Mm -hmm. and I'm happier, like I almost didn't realize it because it went so well for a while. And then I was like, wait, this is actually what I've been, what I was praying Mm -hmm. for. And now I'm living it. And right. it's super cool. You got to have that like bird's eye or God's eye view. I like to say is like, you're looking at people in the Bible. and like, why aren't you getting this? But right. then you look back and you're like, oh, that's how he was working the entire time. Yeah. Well, yeah. God was really just bringing me some friends in my life that were like Job's friends that would come and sit with him for seven days and be mm-hmm. miserable with him. Because I think I had a lot of friends where I was like, they'd totally do that for me. Yeah. And they would not. Right. And now I have friends where I totally would go and sit and be miserable with my mm-hmm. friends for seven days. Yeah. Or more, however many. Right. And I know equally as well, like, without having to question my friendship, like, mm-hmm. that they would do the same thing for me. Yeah. Which is just, like, an overwhelming, overwhelming, awesome sense of just peace and comfort. Yeah. That, like, ultimately that's from God. Yeah. Which is the coolest thing. Yes, Amen. I totally feel that. I've had a similar experience like that with friendship. So rewinding back a little bit to those dark times where you were really struggling with your friendships and crying to your mom, what were some things that you held on to that helped you walk through that time? Then this is going to sound really cheesy, but... Go for it. We love cheesy. Church. Like uh-huh. being able... And my mom was my youth group leader. Mm-hmm. My mom kind of did a lot in my life that I just yeah. didn't realize she was playing such a big role, but... Man, God bless moms. Like, They're the best. And no joke, she was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I had friends, but I was like, it's still okay because I have my mom as my best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> you know, but coming to church was definitely something where it was like we'd read the Bible and it was explained and it was like everything that came from God eventually would become clear. Mm-hmm. Like, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't in the moment, it would eventually become clear. And I think that that was a lot of comfort that I learned in church and growing in my faith that helped me get through that was like, I don't know, but I could be lonely without friends for the rest of my life and totally be okay. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. That's Romans 8, I believe. And it's all things together for the good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was just like my faith was what was getting me to go to school mm-hmm. and to keep putting myself out there and keep forgiving people. Cause that's, I'm not a confrontational person. Okay. So like in any argument, I'm the type of person that's going to be like, let's get people to forgive each other. Like mm-hmm. I want to express our feelings and work over this issue, but ultimately this should end in forgiveness. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of the conflicts and the people that I was with in middle school that is not how they operated. They right. were like, I'm mad at you. 
and I am going to harbor this anger mm-hmm. for the rest of however long yeah. I choose. And I couldn't handle that. Like, I would forgive someone in five minutes mm-hmm. if they apologized to me. And even if they didn't, because I feel right. like that was the only way I could move on from my anger was to, like, forgive them. I feel like mm-hmm. that's definitely been an area of my life where I haven't, like, I don't struggle a lot with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, because I understand that we're all broken people. And I, if I expect the same forgiveness of me, like, I want someone else to forgive me. I want to be able to display in my life that forgiveness to other people. Yeah, It's almost like there's a maturity that comes with living in Christ. Totally. And that's like, that's something my mom always would say too. She's like, you're just too mature and mm. they don't realize it. And I was yeah. like, but I'm not too mature. I mm-hmm. still like to do all the same things they want right. to do. But it was like a spiritual maturity of like mm-hmm. forgiveness and like confrontation without like harboring anger and feelings that a lot of people I just worked through faster. Maybe it was just right. other things in my life that I learned earlier on or mm-hmm. I don't know. I or- think that definitely goes back to what you were saying about the conversation with your grandma and saying like, I want to live for today and helping those people in the quickest way possible is living in today and not for tomorrow. And you're like, man, if I've got today and today is all I've got, I'm going to forgive that person and continue to love them rather than waiting a week to forgive them because you never know what's going to happen between now and that time. For sure. And I've definitely been in situations where forgiving someone is extremely hard. Right. Yeah. But I also know that like, if I, if it's hard for me, like that's not always a bad thing. That Mm -hmm. just means that there are more things that I have to work through. But forgiveness was always achievable in every situation for me. Amen. That's because, good. That's good. Forgiveness I mean, is always achievable. Ultimately, God forgives every single thing that I do, and I do not deserve it. Mm-hmm. And even if I think that this person does not deserve my forgiveness, if I want to live for God and live like God and love like God, then that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it may be harder for me, but than it is for some other people or than it is for God. But it's also a very human thing that, like, mm-hmm. if I work through this, it's very achievable. Yeah. Like, because Jesus was a human mm-hmm. and he still forgave people. So if he's a human and he can forgive people, yeah. then I definitely can do it. Definitely. I think, yeah, it all kind of ties in all these little events. But just knowing that, like, if I keep my eye out for God and I, like, am in his word and I try to like forgive people and live for him mm-hmm. then he like I feel this like sense of peace and contentment in yeah. where I'm at so good that's really cool that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about last night at high school youth ministry and how um we have to be in God's word and praying and be in constant communion with God to know his voice and once we're seeking that voice and hearing that voice constantly we're seeing it more and more and more which goes into how you're saying that you know that God is real because of all the little things that happen because you're constantly seeking him out yeah and I think I even in today's culture and a lot of times for young people my age I've seen like people really looking for God only in the big events Mm-hmm. And I definitely was a child like that. Like I was like, unless God brings me a friend tomorrow, this is not, you know, like I would be like, if it's God's will, there will be a friend for me tomorrow. Like right. that is how he will show his will. And that is 
so beyond false. Mm -hmm. And it's like these little day-by-day things where I see God. And I think if you are looking for God only in the big events, you miss like 98% of who God is. Mm -hmm. Because like, yeah, God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. But he also like works through the Holy Spirit in us every single second of every single day. So if you're only looking for those big once-in-a-lifetime events, think of how much of a lifetime you've missed of God, which was like, I can't remember who I heard talking about it, but I remember I was watching someone on Instagram, Yeah, you know, because the social media age, (laughs) but they were talking about that, and I was like, oh my gosh, and then I stopped looking at it as like, if this is what God wants for me, it will be done right now, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, like... And just being like every single day he's working something together so that it will be one big thing at some point. Right. Yeah. So like even small, like I had someone that sat with me for 20 minutes at lunch today. Mm -hmm. Like that turned into being like I now have a friend that will come and be miserable with me for seven days like Joe's (laughs) friends. Like Right. So I think there's a lot of people, especially like that I know, that will say that they don't see God or they don't feel God. And I think that's a lot because they're looking only for the big moments. Yeah. Personally, I haven't had like a big moment realization of like, whoa, that's God in that burning bush right there. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely had a lot of like little pockets of peace Mm -hmm. throughout my life where I'm like, wow, this is really God. And this is work. he's working through me. Right. I heard somebody say that like stop calling coincidences coincidences because they're not. Right? It's yeah. God. Yeah. Call them for what they are. They're God moments. Like, he's working. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So good. Oh, you're just a fountain of wisdom at such a young <laughs> age. I love it. So, Grace, if you could talk to some of the high schoolers in our congregation, what would you say to them? So many things. I feel like it depends on the individual who I'm talking to, but mm-hmm. also just, like, as a general I guess maybe just piece of advice. One would be stop looking only for the big moments Mm -hmm. because you miss so many, like stop and smell the roses kind of thing. Like (laughs) if you are only looking for the big moments, you're missing so many small moments where you could be so content and so at peace with God. And I think through a lot of those small moments, that's what helps you be ultimately at peace at the end of your life Mm -hmm. too. To the point where you're just able to, like, God's calling you home today. And you're like, cool, let's go. Right. Like, you're not harboring one more thing or I haven't had my big God Mm -hmm. event yet or, like, I wanted to graduate college or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, then I'll just go and I'll be with God because Mm -hmm. I know that he's real through all these small moments instead of being like, I haven't had my big God event yet. Yeah. So I can't go and I must keep like living and it's just right yeah Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that the best way but just knowing that like in God if you're living for him you will be so at peace and there will be so much peace at the end of your life Mm -hmm. that like ultimately there will just be a sea of calm and you'll just get to go and be with God and that's what I mean that's the ultimate destination Mm mm-hmm and so if you're delaying the ultimate destination because you haven't done a few things, right? that's, I mean, no one wants to do that. Like if you get to go to the ultimate place called heaven, yeah, no one wants to be like, 
wait one second. I need to just go do these three things first. Right. You got to like, be you're ready. You're just like, right I got to go. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. That's like the um, disciples, when Jesus was calling them, he said, let the dead bury the dead, man. You yeah. going to follow me? Let's go. I don't have time to wait for, sure. for this. And like, I mean, Matthew walked straight out of his tax collector station right. and just no bags packed and he just went. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the ultimate experience. Mm-hmm. So True. I think if you hold on to a lot of things that like society says are like important to have this and this and this together before you do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that's ultimately their own opinion. And you don't know what's right for you unless you step out into it. Mm-hmm. And God's big enough to redirect you if you're wrong. Yeah. So like, I guess that's another thing is like, if I don't know what God's telling me to do, I would always just sit and be like, well, I don't know yet. So I guess I should just sit and wait. Mm -hmm. But like, it's in the act of stepping out that you're demonstrating your faith and God is big enough to redirect you if you step out and are doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That reminds me of when I was younger, my mom would always say, yeah, you can pray for God to give you an A on the math test, but pray for strength and like focus to study for the math test. He uh, will work and he will move, but you got to put in some effort too. Right. And it's like, if I want to go out and go to nursing school and I want to be a nurse and I don't know if that's what God calls for me to do, I will go out and go to nursing school. And if Mm -hmm. that's not what he wants me to do, then it'll all get figured out. Yeah. He'll redirect you. But good. Yeah. That's I also wanted to add in there. One thing is like, not holding on to the peace and the hope that like something great will happen in this lifetime, mm-hmm. but ultimately like that good that is all coming to fruition is in heaven. So he's yeah. working all things together for the good, not necessarily here on earth, mm-hmm. but in heaven is where all things come yeah. together for the good. And if you're waiting for the peace and hope that will happen, you're missing what already has happened. Yeah. So, <sighs> so good. Through all of this, Grace, did you have a particular Bible verse that you held on to to help walk you through that season? Oh, my goodness. I had a confirmation verse, and I my confirmation verse when I was going through a bunch of friends, like my friend struggles, was mm-hmm. Jeremiah 29 because I feel like that's such a verse where it's like, God has a plan for you, and mm-hmm. it's to like it's for your good and it's for you to prosper and to not harm you. And I was like, that's so encouraging and that's just what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I am in no way discrediting that verse because in that season of my life, I definitely needed that encouragement. Yeah. Like God has a plan. But I think ultimately once I like grew and I was starting to see like, oh, he does have good friends for me mm-hmm. and blah. I started to read farther down yeah. in Jeremiah Good. And my new favorite verse mm-hmm. is Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, mm-hmm. that says, when you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So not like, okay, God, I think that this is what you want me to do. So I'm going to do this with like 95% of who I am, but that 5% is still going to be like doing its own thing. Yeah. Like if I really want to find God, I have to jump all in mm-hmm. and I have to go seek God and I then... I will find him. It's yeah. not like a, and if you don't, you jump all in and you're wrong, you're wrong. It's yeah. like you jump all in and you, I will be there. And God does never, like he has never not fulfilled a promise. Mm-hmm. And so that is a guarantee that if you jump all in for God, he will be right there. <laughs> so good. 
if somebody wanted to take you out for coffee and squeeze you a little bit more for some great wisdom or get to know you or hear a little bit more about high school ministry, what is the best way that they can get into contact with you? Honestly, and this sounds kind of lame, but probably my email. Perfect. Because that's just something I check every day. Um, so that would be grace.forstephan at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'll toss that into the description below as well. Perfect. Will they see you at church on Sunday mornings? Oh, they'll mornings? see me at church on Sunday mornings. I'll be followed by two blonde-headed twins and perfect. kind of look like a circus rolling up, but hey. <laughs> and she's also here not only on Sunday mornings, but she's also here on Tuesday evenings for high school ministry and Wednesdays to help at the gathering. So Grace is just, wow. Sit down, have some coffee with her. She has so much wisdom to share, even though she is just a mere high schooler. Her parents, great job, you guys. <laughs> um, also, shout out to God for just giving her the people to surround her with and build her up and give her the wisdom that she has. Okay, thank you, Grace, for joining us on Remember the Wonders. Now, if you are a member of our congregation and have a story, big, small, and would like to share it on the podcast, you can reach me at sarah.banduzer at trinitywaconia.org, and we will get you on the podcast, and we'll get you to share a little bit of your story. We hope that you join us next time, and remember the wonders. <laughs>